0: In Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePetro Show.
1: Right now at 107, good afternoon. You're listening to The John DePetro Show, folks. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of our program is brought by the Lodge Pub and Eatery. 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln, there's a great meal waiting for you, a feast at the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. So you're going to uh, really enjoy yourself, and also they're the sister restaurant, 2K's. So right now, on this Friday afternoon, maybe you are right now on 146, and... I'd like to have a nice lunch, pop in to the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. I want to play some. This is Newsmakers, Channel 12, Tim White, Ted Nisi, Joe Fleming, Lisa Pelosi did a uh, discussion on the mckee Kalis first debate on Channel 12. I want to dip into this a little bit. I don't think Where she did that.
2: Basically, she held her own. She looked good. But she didn't come across to move the needle much at all. Yeah. Well,
3: uh, Here we briefly, go. I mean, Joe, you were... In studio right. with us uh, that night, you yeah. watched it in person as opposed to on TV. But who do you, who do you think had a better performance on well, Tuesday night?
2: Tim, it's interesting. When I watched it in the studio, I thought um, it, Ashley Kalis had a better performance. When I went back and watched the tape, I thought it was pretty much a wash. Hmm. Neither one really stood out. And that's not good news for Ashley Kalis because the two polls that have just come out show her in a double-digit deficit. Yeah. So she needed to do something to really move the needle. I don't think she did that. Basically, she held her own. She looked good. But she didn't come across to move the needle much at all. Hardly.
3: I wonder what the. Before we go to Lisa here, what the, what did, what did you find the difference was between being here on set and watching at home on TV? Well, you see
2: the both candidates, you see their reactions in their faces. That, That's, that not That's not always caught on TV. Not always caught on TV, and that makes a difference on how you view things.
3: All right, Lisa, what do you, what did you think?
4: I was holding my breath because you know this is her very, very, very first time ever to debate against somebody who has done a number of debates, standing before. The two of you, probably the best reporters in the state, you know, yeah. expecting tough questions.
0: She's <laughs> <laughs> on Channel 10 saying the same thing
4: this weekend. I mean, you gotta think the last time McKee had a number of people on stage with him, this was just one-on-one. Mm-hmm. So she held her own. I was waiting to see when the first wipe would happen and I think it ha- happened, in the, um, happened in the first three minutes oh, for sure. and then it was off yeah. to the races. Yeah, you know? yeah
0: do you think that? I mean, you were a moderator so it's yeah, a different I was, perspective. We always say it to him. People ask us after always. Who do you think won? Who do you think won? And I always say, I, I don't like to say because it's, first of all, you're moderating so you're, half your brains on what's the next question, where are we going? But also, as Joe said, it's in the end, it's about the television broadcast because 99.9% of voters are going to see it on television, even with an audience in the hall. Mm -hmm. It's about the television broadcast, and it can be very different. I felt like it was a mixed night for both of them. I think Ashley Kalis certainly, as Joe said, I think held her own being her first televised debate. I think she got... Um, warmed up as the broadcast went on. I thought she was more tentative at the beginning than I was expecting, and then by the end seemed very comfortable. Dan McKee, we've done a lot of debates with Dan McKee. He Mm -hmm. was Dan McKee. You know, he knew his talking points. I do think he drilled in the fact that he is the Democratic candidate in a Democratic state. But, you know, Dan McKee is also a touchy guy and had a few moments where, as usual with Dan McKee, he was you know, he was touchy. Um, yeah.
5: and so
0: in the end, I think it's, uh, you know, I, I think a mixed night. as Joe said. I mean, if you think of the whole, that debate where Helena folks came out so strong, universally she was seen as the winner or the person with the strongest performance, and that helped her make up a double-digit gap in the polls. I don't know if Ashley Kalis had that level of a
3: night. Well, and that's what we're going to be talking about here. To, Lisa, you want to add something?
4: Yeah, you know, I, she didn't do a knockout punch, and I didn't expect that to happen, but I think what she needed to do especially speaking to the independent voters who are starting to tune in, did she give him a comfort level, level that she could be governor, Good and point. I think she did, the way she handled herself on the different positions that she addressed.
3: Well, master the obvious. I mean, look, if you're a Kalis supporter, you think she won. If you're a McKee supporter, you think he won. The question is those undecided uh, voters, and speaking of undecided, why don't we bring up the most recent poll that we had, uh, which was from the Boston Globe-Suffolk University poll. You can see Dan McKee gets 46% of the vote. I believe their sample was some 800 uh, likely voters. Kalis got 36%, 14 percent undecided so the race is technically still up for grabs but as Lisa said you know was Kalis able to move the needle enough to offset the double digit gap
2: but- Tim, I think she has to do more than that. She has to take down some of Damon Key's votes due to the fact that it's a five-way race. Yep. The other three candidates, if they get 5% of the vote, all he needs is like 47% to win. Yeah. The Globe hasn't met 46. We haven't met 45 in our poll. So if he picks up like 2 3% of the undecided voter, he wins. She needs to bring his number down. Yep. That, I don't think
3: she can That's does a today. challenge. It That's is. a challenge for and anybody.
0: Especially for a Republican and a Democrat. state. Yeah. It's, you know, it's in the end, and, and we've saying the reverse size. in Alabama, right? In a state has a base partisan and you're, you're fighting against the tide when you're in the opposite party. And it can be done, but it's hard.
3: One of the big topics from the debate was abortion. And we do want to play some quick snippets from the debate throughout this program in case you missed it. You can, of course, watch the entire debate on WPRI.com. But Ted uh, first asked uh, Ashley Kalish about what she said right on this program several weeks ago that she would veto a budget that included any public funding for abortions. Here's that exchange.
6: Let me be perfectly clear because I I need to say it again. In 2019, the right to abortion was codified in state law. I will do nothing to change that law. I believe the people spoke through their elected officials. And like a majority of Rhode Islanders, I do not support partial birth or taxpayer-funded abortions.
0: Right.
6: But I will do nothing to change that law.
0: That was you good. You would veto that if that comes to the assembly next year. There's a lot of energy around
7: it.
6: I do not support taxpayer-funded
7: abortions. Good. Well, if their insurance covers a, you know, their family members are covered by insurance, then uh, state workers should be as well, uh, and so should be people on Medicaid. Uh, we're going to support uh, the um, th- that measure, and we have already put it into a, the preliminary uh, of the budget. Um, I'm not sure that the, uh, you know, Miss Kayless understands when she vetoes the budget, she actually shuts down all of state government and all the. Pro- Programs that help assist the families that need need assistance. Uh, that's what's happening uh, in in the state of Rhode Island. If you understood budget, this is really serious. And for. For Ms. Kalis to slough this off as being, oh, I'm with you, but she's completely against you. I am pro-choice. She is no choice. She doesn't have confidence in the women who live in this state of Rhode Island to actually make up their, to determine how they want to deal with their lives and their bodies. And she is not um, supportive of that.
6: The idea that I... Can't have a personal opinion as a woman and do my job as a governor, which is to uphold the law of the state, is quite frankly um, not okay. Hmm.
3: So the issue of abortion was the second biggest issue that voters said was on their mind yeah, going into Way election below day, the economy. Course, is, is cost of living. But I got to ask, how much does it matter in a state where Roe. The Roe standard is law. Uh, is abortion, the topic of abortion, something that is going to, in a gubernatorial race, you talk about the congressional race aside. But is is that, that important where it's going to move the needle in this race in the no. race? Well, look at the first.
2: No. Chairman no. has a very large lead with female voters. This issue keeps them with that large lead. So I think it's going to keep pushing that issue. I think it does have an impact. It may not be the number one issue. But it does have an impact that down the road, hmm. she could possibly do something to stop the abortions in the state of Rhode Island. Oh, ridiculous. So, I mean, going to try to play that all the way to the end. I believe there will be some impact from it.
3: This hurts. Actually, Lisa, go ahead.
4: No, so, um, I... I You know, when I look at it, and I keep hearing her saying it over and over, I believe her, that she's not going in. She's not running as governor to change the abortion law. She's been trying to speak directly to the voters, especially to women voters, that she's not going in and changing it. In Rhode Island, a woman has the ability to choose an abortion up to, I think, to the end. I mean, even though if we have partial birth or, you know, toward the end. See, no one knows that. We know two-thirds of the voters in Rhode Island want to have some sort of abortion protections. So she's trying to speak, she's trying to reassure, and as much as she, she says it, I guess it's just not resonating with
3: the women. Well, and also it doesn't stop Dan McKee from making it an issue in a, as you pointed out last time we checked, it's a very
0: blue state in Rhode Island. Well, and I just, I was, I do think in politics, whether it's about abortion or gay marriage, you've seen on some of these social issues, Republicans say, now it's settled. They've never come all the way to saying I support the way it was settled. They just say, it's settled, so let's not talk about it anymore. Whereas, for example, in the congressional race, Alan Fung has said he'll vote for the more moderate Republican abortion rights bill that Susan Collins Lisa Murkowski have, that is a different position. He says he supports something with abortion rights. Ashley Kalis just says, I won't change what's there. And and so I do think there, that nuance just makes it a little harder with the messaging. Though, again, as Lisa says, she keeps saying she's, she doesn't want to change it. And look, let's be honest, the, the General Assembly, I don't care which of these people win, there's going <laughs> to be a Democratic supermajority, right. and Speaker Joe Shikarchi is going to be the number one decider of what passes and what doesn't. So she also has a point with that. The odds of a the anti-abortion bill reaching her desk are pretty low but of course there's executive branch orders and things like that someone might bring
3: up well if abortion was a, a tricky issue for ashley calis in the debate i would say one of the tricky issues for dan mckee was the matter of the rye cast test scores which yep. were pushed back uh from october to november and ashley calis Kal- said that uh, that was all political. He wants to move the results of the test scores um, to after the November election. That obviously came up in the debate, and here's that, that exchange.
6: Let me address the RICAS issue. So what I'm hearing is he knows the scores, but he doesn't think that parents and teachers should know what the scores are? Well, you're holding the RICAS scores hostage for an election, and I'm hearing from teachers that say they need the scores in order to uh, plan for their students' education, to work on an IEP. Parents deserve to know. They also deserve to know and to judge uh, what you said you've done for education by the scores before the election. Those scores were supposed to come out in October.
5: Well, the only
6: other time that See, the scores a were night. held was in 2018.
5: She had a better General night Hunto on was running for governor, Tuesday
6: And that night. was the first year, so I'll give her a bye. But there is no reason that these scores cannot be ready now. First, first you all I
7: never said uh, they didn't answer the question why she sent her kids to public schools. Okay, I, I went to public schools. Oh. My wife teaches in public schools. I sent our kids to, to public schools. I believe in public schools. But I did not say I know the scores. I said I do understand what the scores are going to look like because of the circumstances over the last two years of working virtually out of classroom low attendance teachers trying to struggle to deliver education plans on online uh, we know the situation the 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 uh, not only education loss but also the the um, the issues that have to do with mental health issues we're dealing with those so it, it, it really doesn't take a rocket science to understand that the scores are going to be low and <laughs>
3: All right, that was the exchange of the cast scores. You know, Ashley Kalis brought up 2018. That was also an election year. And I recall that Gina Raimondo got grief uh, during that time uh, politically. Uh, you know, no matter how McKee frames it, it's probably a lot of people are just going to view it as... You know, he's doing that to, to move it to after the election, right?
4: Yeah, I mean, you don't want the headline, because the headline one day becomes a commercial the next day. So you got to think, does the governor not know exactly, th- so Wright hasn't shared any preliminary reports with him right now? So I'm a little, you know, I'll, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt that nothing's come across his desk right now. But he's been taking credit for so much that's happened since he became governor. He's got to take credit for what hasn't happened in education, and he's been backing off when he has answers like that.
2: Keep in mind, Tim, those tests were done when he was governor for maybe about a year. And I'm a former educator. You're not going to turn test scores around in one year, especially when you have COVID. So, I mean, he admitted in his statement they're very low. You know, by not releasing them, though, however, you're giving her an issue to run on. You know, almost in some ways... release them, get it over with. It's a one day
0: story. Yeah, the governor did say something interesting that I, I think a lot of people uh, miss because there's so much in the debate, but it sounded like, people might remember we, Rhode Island is, is is glomming off of the MCAS that's been done in Massachusetts that you and I had to take when we were kids. So. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, th- that, it sounds like the same company processes them and he seemed to be saying that like, they finished the MCAS and now they're starting Rhode Island it's gonna take more time. I have not as a reporter vetted that there's a lot going on but I I found that interesting too like that they're not at ride they're out with somebody else I don't know what I, I
3: well I think the 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 argument to that would be um you know well, yeah, and the same company does MCAS the year prior, and the year prior, and the, all the scores came out, came out in October. But, you know, a speed bump for him uh, regardless. This is what we're going to do now. We're actually – I want to move in the second half of the program. I want to talk about the, the question you asked, which is a, a great one on, on – President um, Biden and former President Trump. But why don't we go to a break uh, here on Newsmakers before we get to that. And we're also going to dive into another high stakes debate that's coming up in the race to replace Congressman Jim Langeman. Stay with us. You're watching Newsmakers.
1: Folks, again, you're listening to The John DiPietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I want to hear this. I'm enjoying this. This is, again, you hear uh, Tim White and uh, Ted Nisi, and they're having a discussion on the governor's debate and race from the other night let me just hear a little bit more of this and then i'm gonna
3: more tense over the next few weeks talk, talk about we some of the stories in the statements. news i'm gonna give you the opportunity to say uh. something nice about your opponent mr mckee
7: what do you have to say we always say nice things about our family families are important so ashley's family's important uh, so that would be my nice thing to say all right and miss kayla something nice uh-huh. about your opponent
6: I think it's really cool that your daughter's on the voice we should all be cheering for her and very proud of her as well
3: welcome back to newsmakers i'm tim white this is ted Neese. we're doing a political roundtable breaking down down that gubernatorial debate which was on tuesday night here in our 12 news studios joe fleming lisa pelosi this has been a tense roundtable i'd like you to say something nice about joe fleming <laughs>
0: <laughs> sometimes your polls are right <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I Joe is always yeah, right. always He's right Bible for a <laughs> <minute>. <laughs>
3: uh, I thought that was a nice answer by Ashley Kalis. and you know uh, it's Kara McKee right it's that's Cara, her, yeah, yeah, that voice daughter. she she had a great performance on on NBC that night All right I do want to wrap up the uh, the gubernatorial debate with um, with a question Ted that you asked where you know look in a state where former Donald Trump is deeply unpopular, Ashley Kalis is trying to avoid any talk of him you asked McKee about Biden running again followed by Kalis on Trump. Here's a piece of that.
7: Do you think President Biden should run us again or do you think he should step aside? President Biden's been the best president for the state of Rhode Island and that's what I do. My job is to make wow. sure to take care of the state of Rhode Island. Wow. I've been in his office. I also have been on, on, on calls with him about women's rights, I certainly differ with, uh, with my opponent on that, uh, and also on, on offshore wind. So, yes, my answer would be yes. If he is feeling as though that he can run, uh, we should support him as our next president. If Trump runs for president again in 2024, will you support him?
6: You know, the questions about Trump are a distraction. They are, he's not running and he says he's considering running. We, but we're, I'm focused on this election and, and this president.
0: Mr. Ritchie answered the question, are you, are you open to supporting President Trump if he decides to run again?
6: I, I am not going to answer uh, hypotheticals about a race that may or may not happen.
3: Can I just ask an obvious question here? You know, Ashley Kalis knows she's in a, a deep blue state. She knows she's in a state that uh, where Donald Trump is deeply unpopular. It's not... I don't think it's going to hurt her if she says, you know, uh, I, I'd like to see, I think what Alan Fung said on the show is I'd like to see someone else run or something mm-hmm. to that effect. Why, why didn't she just answer I, it that way? Tim, I, I really don't know. All she got to say was,
2: I will support the Republican nominee for president,
0: whoever it is. Well, then Ted would have gone yeah. and well, what if, said, if that's Donald Trump? Trump. Yeah. If he's the Republican nominee. What you do you do, know, Lisa? You work for a
4: Republican governor. Yeah, um, I think she's walking a very fine line. She needs the strong Trump supporters to come out and vote for her. They could be the ones to stay home, and that could make the difference here. Um, you know, I looked up the numbers back when he, Trump first ran. 180,000 Rhode Islanders voted for him. Second time around, 200,000 Rhode Islanders voted. So she's speaking to them. Right. To, so I think Good she's number, trying Lisa. to walk that very fine line. And she doesn't want, again, that headline to say, I support Donald Trump, and the next day we see the commercial from McKees well, saying. Clearly. I right. think he's going to say that anyway.
2: They're going to say she's a Donald Trump person. They're going to tie it to the right wing, whether she says it or not, by saying
0: she's Good a point. Trump But I do, going to get those but I do agree with you, It's worse if it's yeah. true. Well, yeah. <laughs> or if you've said it. Because the reporters then say, well, yeah, you did say that. Whereas if she didn't say it, we'd say, well, she didn't say she. She just won't say which way she... You know, it's a little right. money. To your verbatim. point, the, the people
3: that uh, support Donald Trump are not going to vote for Dan McKee, no. But the question is, do they come out? Do they come out?
4: Right, gotcha. right. And then when he called her a MAGA supporter, I was like, whoa! I've never had her, you know, in the, that camp in my mind. So he can say what he says. We're going to talk about Seth Magazine, or he's doing the same thing with Alan.
0: And I do think. Just one last thought on that, which is. I- I will always think one of the most surprising things in this campaign was Ashley Kalis. You just saw how she was about Donald Trump. Understandably, in New England, she's just trying to avoid the national Republican brand. Sure. And yet, the day she started running, when I asked her, who's the Republican governor you'd buy? I most figured she'd say, Charlie Baker, Larry Hogan, Phil Scott, one of the sort of, you Lincoln Allman. Modern- <laughs> <Lincoln Alman. laughs> <laughs> I didn't say current brands, yes, but it am okay, so great yeah. point out. If you're watching, Governor Allman, <laughs> you yeah. doing well. Yeah. Um, but, and she said Ron DeSantis. Now, there are people watching today who love Ron DeSantis, and that's fine, but I think we also know he is a polarizing figure and you're running in a blue state where you kind of want to get away from that Republican That ring. was pre-Martha's Vineyard, though. It right. was, but she doubled down on it with Steph Machado after a couple of months. And so I think, uh, I just wonder if she, if she the whole time, Bear with point. all the national Republican Bear figures, rather than say, well, I like DeSantis, but then try to avoid Trump. If, if, yep. Again, she might have had a little bit of a cleaner argument to be like, I'm like Charlie Baker. All right, I do want
3: to pivot, Lisa, as you said, to the uh, Fung Magazine Eraser. We're going to do that by bringing up another uh, some more poll results. Again, this one from the most recent uh, Boston Globe Suffolk University poll, set magazine are at 37 percent, Alan Fung at 45 percent, and 13 percent undecided. This is a wider margin than from our poll. We had a six point margin, a six point lead for Alan Fung, if if I recall. This is an eight point uh, lead for for Alan Fung. You know, I, Ted, I it, I think this these polls, these public polls, prompted the Magaziner campaign to put out
0: their own internals, and Magaziner wasn't winning in that either. No, I mean, if we keep this up for a second, Alex, so you see Magaziner at 37 here, they they said Magaziner was at 40 in their own polling, which is also what we had at Channel 12. You look at Alan Fung, 45% in the Globe poll here, 46% in our poll, Joe. They had him at 43%, so, not to make you do math at home, that's they, the Magaziner's campaign says themselves, we're down three points, but we're not down six or eight, <laughs> you know, so uh, when you're putting out your own poll in a deep blue, di- uh, well, maybe not deep anymore, but in a blue district, showing you're down, clearly you're worried the narrative's going against you publicly. The only thing is, in the, all the polls, uh, in the Globe poll especially,
2: in one of their cross-tabs, union members Seth Magazine was ahead of Alan Fung by one percent. Mm. That's a group the unions could possibly move over the next three or four weeks. The other group is simply females. We had um, Magazine ahead by six. The Globe had them ahead by nine. So it's very close there, and they need to open that number up. If you're a magazineer. you need to get more females on your side.
3: You know, of course they don't go into this level of detail, but tell me which union, if you're talking about a public safety uh, sector union, yeah. who endorsed Alan Fung already? said that, yeah. but that's going to lean heavy on like, private hey, sector versus. Yeah,
2: NFL, CIO, teachers, things like that. Right. of unions with a lot of members. They need to increase that number. If it stays 43, 42, that's not good for Seth magazine. He needs to get a wider opening there. We've seen before unions support people who the union leadership does not want. Example was John Chafe against Julie Mike. So way before your time. Uh, <laughs>
0: this in is why we have you on the show, Joe. This was wow. 1972, to be clear. it was Oh, no, this is the 80s. main show was Chafee and Laura. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> <laughs> your memory's
2: amazing. What do yeah, this is a
3: masterclass?
2: Chafee got 43% active <laughs> right, in yeah.
0: If, if Fung can hold on to what he has in the UU vote right now, it's going to be tough a Magazine to close that gap. Right. 72 is Chafee Powell. And then Chafee <laughs> no. wins in 76, right? so, am, you know, <laughs> 76. Ted brought
3: this up on, I think it was last week's show, and I think it's a really good point. The, the question is, look, Fung is leading in every poll that we have seen, but it's all under 50%. What's the highest he got? 46, 40. 46 in ours. 46 yeah. in ours. Is that his ceiling? Can he uh, get beyond as a Republican yes. in Rhode Island? Granted, CD2 is a little more purple than it is blue, I would say. But can he get beyond that 46?
4: Yeah. I think so. And I think we can see that from your poll when I was looking at the independents and the Democrats who have crossed over to support Alan. I think Alan, his greatest... Um, characteristic is how much people like him and as much as Seth magazine or the outside groups are trying to attack him on all these different fronts I don't think it's resonating um, I'm getting some mailers you know because of somebody in my household re- registered as a uh, Democrat and I'm getting these mailers and about what a radical Alan you know candidate Alan funny I'd laugh because we know Alan, he's been around a long period of time. Seth Macaziner is not making the case that he's this radical Republican who's going to do all this extremist thing and take Rhode Island down.
0: Yeah, you saw Mike Rea, who was a senior advisor to Gina Raimondo uh, on her 2018 campaign, uh, put up a little thread on Twitter, uh, as we millennials are wanted to do, <laughs> and said, uh, made the case that, yes, he agrees as a Democrat that Alan Fung will go down and vote to make Kevin McCarthy Speaker mm-hmm. and all that stuff they're saying. But he said, when we ran against Alan Fung and defeated him, we focused on local stuff, Korean and questions about him as mayor tend to take that away because he is, his persona is a friendly, decent guy. Well, and,
3: and that's why I think that the debates in this race, even more so, I would say, than in the gubernatorial race, are critical, and we have uh, we have a debate coming up next Tuesday, um, or this Tuesday, I should say, live from the Providence Performing Arts Center. It's at seven o'clock. There, I believe, are tickets still available. So, if you want to attend in person, you can go to wpri.com. If you want to sit in the comfort of your own home, <laughs> it'll be at seven o'clock, one hour, commercial-free Tuesday, uh, a Tuesday night. So, uh, you know, we saw it with with Helena Folks in the Democratic primary, how crucial debates can be this is not one where I think Alan Funk can just sort of sit back and try and coast his way through it.
2: He has to get out there and really be aggressive also, I believe. If he sits back, he could lose votes and he can't afford that. Like I said, does he have a ceiling at 45, 46? So he has to be aggressive. He has to talk about what he wants to accomplish in Congress and how he's going to work on both sides of the aisle. I think Rhode Island's looking for more of a moderate type of congressman. And if he's the Republican, he has to come across that way. And,
4: you know, I talked earlier about McKee's experience debating and Ashley's not. Look at um, Alan Fong. He's done two, you know, gubernatorial, gubernatorial debates and he's had people like Hummus Healy on the stage with him. Seth Magazine, I can't even remember who he debated in the past.
0: Right. He debated, he debated twenty fourteen here, but I don't think he had debates. No, well
3: he had a uh, he had a primary debate in the second congressional he district. That that's true, right? that was so, so there was that, was that a day. sleepy <laughs> race I, <already laughs> yeah, I, this this <laughs> I was here, I remember it. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I was and I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> that's
3: true. Uh, so but I either way, I mean they're two fairly experienced debaters, I would say. I think you're making the point that we have a minute left here. You were making the point that Fung has more experience in Magazine. And he has, right? And,
4: and, you know, as a trained lawyer, I mean, he holds his own when he's on the he debate does. stage. He knows what the issues are going to be, that Seth Magazine is going, coming after him. He's going to be so well prepared, so sit back and watch.
0: <laughs> I do think—oh, go ahead, Joe. No, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say briefly that uh, the one thing to keep in mind if this starts to shift towards Seth Magaziner, the opportunity he has is— Joe Biden got 56% in the CD2 in 2000. Seth Magazine was down at 40-ish. So there's a ton of points that you could make up, whereas Alan Fung is already getting or beating Donald Trump's share of the vote. So that's the, the task for the Magaziner campaign, and it's maybe not one they can do, but they're going to try. Get some of those people back who voted for Joe Biden. You have 10 seconds.
2: Alan Fung has to be careful on the base issue. He may be more experienced, but remember the slip? Well, the, the, the answer unions. to the question about the unions, the right to work in one of the debates, he has to
3: be careful when he answers a question. Joe Fleming, Lisa Pelosi, Ted Nisi. So, folks, the
1: I union. think that was, again, good afternoon. Right now, 132. I think that was a good. I, how about how they keep mentioning that was a slip up, a slip up. Alan Fung mentioned right to work. Do you, I, I, like? I, that's where I just like break off a slip up. That, that was a positive thing that he said. About what would happen if Rhode Island ever became a right-to-work state? I also want to just read Dan McGowan the hits and misses from this week's gubernatorial debates. Let me read this debate. Week, this is from the Boston Globe, folks. Good afternoon. Right now it's one33 thirty-three. You're listening to the John DiPietro Show. It's AM thirteen eighty and ninety-nine point nine FM. Now next week, I believe CD two race Fung magazine it will take center stage. Debate week is finally over. Governor Dan McKee, challenger Ashley Kalis, competed in two high-profile debates, trading barbs over truck tolls, education, electricity rates, and abortion rights. It's worth watching both debates, blah, 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 if you're undecided, if you for having people tell you. Here's a quick overview. When McKee hits his stride, McGowan now in the Boston Globe, when you have a healthy lead in the polls near the Democrat incumbent, the state is blue as Rhode Island. All you have to do is debate against a Republican, his void falling in your face. McKee cleared the bar in both debates, striking a chord with his base of voters and support for expanding abortion coverage coming across with better command on the issues. He also had a solid showing at the beginning of Thursday's debate when he got about 15 minutes to talk about the issue he understands best public education. I agree with that assessment. Um, I've already said, I thought that. Either was a tie or he won the first half hour of last night's debates. <clears throat> Dan McGowan writes in the Boston Globe, where Kalis hits her stride, the biggest question was whether she could move past the negative attack ads show substance. She has proved she belongs in the race. Her decision to open up the debate with a call, use the executive power to stop the electric rate, generate an interesting discussion all week, also held her own on education issues, striking a consistent message. Expanding options for kids in struggling crews. Now, McGowan writes When McKee falls off track, during his primary, he rem- remained remarkably poised on the debate stage. Each one is seeing all of his opponents were criticizing records. State on message I'm not turning my back on Tucket, mostly avoided petty squabbles. It's clear Kalis gets under his skin with a more aggressive style. That led him to argue with the Channel 12 moderators on Tuesday night. Then on Thursday night, he complained about the way tickets to the debate were distributed. Because he was annoyed by the crowd at Rhode Island College. Where Kalis falls off track. For anyone who doubts a strong debate performance can mean, take a look at Helena Folks. True, she was in a league of her own on those stages. Kalis has gone toe-to-toe with McKee, but hasn't quite found the same issues break through to a wider audience. I agree with that. At times, seems she's more interested in landing a clever punchline than explaining why she's a better candidate. What comes next? Election Day, May to November 8th. Early voting starts next week. By the time McKee and Kalis meet the final debate on November 3rd, it's conceivable 15 to 20% of Rhode Island's already voted. Expect a heavy dose of television advertising. Plan on a Canada Day calls on Canada B to disavow blank. If you're McKee, love that the CD2 race is overshadowing the governor's race. If you're Kalis, you may want to slip Alan Fong a uh, Benjamin to mention name a little more on the campaign trail. You know, as always, I appreciate his perspective. I um, respect his perspective. And I think it's pretty much on the money. I think it's, uh, I think it's actually very much on the money. And, and, and I agree with that. Now, I also want to mention, folks, right now at 136. So there was some attention earlier this morning that at High School went on lockdown. And I was very quick to post on my Facebook page that I got information from the principal there, an update to the high school situation at Gloucester. Eight o'clock, high school administrators received information requiring Poneganson High School to go into lockdown. We worked effectively, efficiently with Gloucester police along with surrounding agencies, responded with protocols set in place. Ready? The incident was investigated, deemed to be unfounded. At approximately 9.45, resumed normal activity with additional support from the Gloucester Police Department. Now, I posted that. What I don't understand is that did not stop this one parent who just kept messaging me these completely unfounded rumors. And... um. You know, this business, someone was arrested. That's not what the principal said. That they found a weapon. That's not what the principal said. That they took a fire. That, that's not what the principal said. Like, I don't know how else to explain it. And I just put that that's not what's being reported. you saying my daughter's lying. I, I'm i just saying that, no, I don't believe, and I don't know the said principal. So I don't, I don't know her, but I, I do know that someone's not going to put their name as unfounded. You know, now it is, oh, my daughter told me that somebody fired a shot. Well, but, you know, now it's just like rocketing around. If you're a high school principal, you're not putting out a statement. Saying the investigation, the incident was investigated, deemed to be unfounded. Maybe some people don't know what the word unfounded is. You, you wouldn't put that out. So the woman's the principal's lying. I, I I don't. Is that where we are now? That anyone that anyone that says you know that something is different than what you are, that then then it's a lie. I I just is is it possible that your daughter and her friends didn't that that they're the ones that are perhaps exaggerating I, I just this business that somehow um, if it didn't come down the the way i I, I don't believe that I think that I, I, no, listen, you're, you're not going, I, let's be reasonable here. You're not going to put something out, um, that says that there was no, the, the, the incident was unfounded. I, I would, I believe that you would, they would not post a statement like that if it was false. Uh And even the Gloucester Police Department. At 8 o'clock, the high school received information, going to lockdown. We worked effectively, efficiently. Incident was investigated, deemed to be unfounded. At 9.45, the school resumed normal activity. And you have a mother saying, well, my daughter hurt. No, there was no shot. Kids just, and, and then it's like, well, that's what Jimmy said. Or that's what Harriet said. Or that's what whoever said. I, 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 it's not. Doesn't mean that's what happened. Are you saying she's a No. I, did she hear the shot? No, she didn't hear the shot. The situation with the commercial that McKee came out with. That that the, the woman is faking the accent. I mean, the the woman is just faking the accent. Period. And that that's how they wanted to demonstrate. But it is even. The that Jen Psaki that was in the Biden. When people don't when they're when they're saying they think it's the best local ad ever. It 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 doesn't. It doesn't mean it's that they're mocking the fact of how the of how the people are portrayed. Ashley that that's not how the woman talks so the fact that she was speaking and was coached to speak in that manner i i just find that to be you know very telling that that they that they the, let's make her sound like a real Rhode Islander i mean no one that is like a caricature of that. Interesting. Boo, boo, boo. That 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 that's not. It's made up. Now is let me see this. Ted Nisi just posted. As it ended with Kayla supporters jeering the governor of his closing statement. Please show you guys let him finish. I don't think she should have said a word. I mean, guys let him finish. I mean I, I don't I I think she should have just been silent. He was he was making remarks at the audience. Meaning Governor McKee. He was complaining about how the tickets were distributed <laughs> to the debate. Um I personally don't care with the whole thing of, you know, say something nice about your your opponent. Um, <laughs> let me hear this. Senator Johnson, this is how they ended it. Say something nice about your opponent. Let me just hear this.
8: And attack ads. So our final question here tonight is, both of you have been successful
1: in life. You have 30 seconds here. Mr. Barnes, you go first. What do you find admirable about your opponent?
5: Well, no, no, seriously, I, I do think,
0: you know, the senator has proven to be a family man, and I think that's that's admirable. Um, you know, that's absolutely to be respected. He, he speaks about his family. He's uh, done a lot to provide for them,
3: I absolutely respect that. Mr. Johnson.
7: I mean, likewise, I appreciate the fact that uh,
2: Lieutenant Governor Barnes had loving parents, a school teacher. Father worked third shift, so he had, you know, good upbringing. I guess what puzzles me about that is with that upbringing, why is he turned against America? I mean, why, why is he find, find right. America awful? Somehow,
4: we, we did not. I said, Please,
8: we
4: sorry. said something admirable.
8: All right, we are down.
1: You know, that is, um, <laughs> he's going to win that Senate race, by the way. He's going to win that Senate race. Very anxious to hear what's going to happen. with the CD2. Next week is Alan Fung, Seth Magaziner week with two debates. Two debates. Monday and Tuesday night. But I agree with what we heard earlier from Lisa Pelosi on that Channel 12 roundtable, which was you know, Fung has Been here before He has been in debates He's been in debates with Bob Healy on stage He's been in debates against Raimondo He has been In debates With Joe Trillo On stage And you know he didn't fall flat So it's I think Magaziner He is completely Controlled Seth Magazine are basically, it's the consultants say one thing, and then he just does exactly what they, they tell him to say. So I, I, I'm anxious to, but, but and I also want to point out that the, the tone of the, and the questions of the moderators, Fung can't control. And see, this whole business, he's going to go down and vote for Kevin McCarthy. The Republicans, I I push back against that. I push back against that because the fact of the matter is the Republicans are going to take over Congress. So the question is whether or not Rhode Island's going to have a seat at the table. Rhode Island's going to have a seat at the table. So there's this big progressive and he puts in terms of tacking an opponent for being a carpetbagger, this is the best political ad I've ever seen. And they, they have the McKee ad. And then Jen Psaki, former Biden White House press person, said, but but here's the they're they're laughing. They're laughing at them. They're saying the the ridiculous the, the ridiculous way that that woman says, Ashley, blah, 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 you know, that whole thing. That's what I, you know, that, and again, it wasn't asked. It wasn't asked last night, that's for sure. So, it, it, it it's not as if, Governor McKee, let's, they, they did kind of, as I think of it, ask it, but it wasn't. I didn't think it was. Um. All right, so Jen Saki, who has 1.3 million followers on Twitter, she saw the McKee ad and she's laughing at it. Not that it's accurate or anything. Let me find her exact quote. She saw the saw the ad and then. I I apologize, folks. Holly, yeah, they belong in every Rhode Island ad. That—that's an insult to the people of Rhode Island. That they think that 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 ad is is representative.
4: She's from California, or is it Illinois? Or is it Illinois? That's she got a tax break on a house.
1: That woman she doesn't talk to me
6: she wasn't even registered to vote here until this year.
1: Giovanna's is the daughter of a labor leader. Right
6: and she could limit abortion and access works in for our, state. our union. You
4: gotta be kidding me. Ashley, that's not Rhode Island. You She's gotta be kidding me. a vacation home here?
6: We
2: don't need a governor who summers here.
4: You can't leave the state if you just moved
6: here. Has she ever had a hot wiener or a cohog? Does she know the sign of the big lemon? No, Ashley, you don't dip your pizza strips in coffee milk.
7: Now she wants to be our governor? No way.
6: She said her political idol is Ron DeSantis.
7: Good. Also from Florida.
6: She said she might leave if she loses.
4: Adios.
7: I can't.
6: I can't. I can't vote for Ashley Kalis. I won't vote for Ashley Kalis.
5: No way. Hey, Ashley. Hey, Ashley. Hey, Ashley. You're not from around here, are you?
1: So, Ashley Kalis. again, nothing against the. She's from. Cal- yeah, yeah, yeah. She's from you? <coughs> She she's an outsider. I, as I said, boy, I would I would love to see the reaction if the reaction if Aaron Gookian, who's running against Matos ran an ad saying, "You're not from here, are you? Are you Miss Dominican Republic? You're not from here." I mean, I, I'd like to see that commercial. The media would be going. There'd be there'd be protests. There'd be a press conference. All right, let me find uh, John Francis has some folks. Good afternoon at one you You're listening to the John DePietro Show. This portion of the program is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln, right off 146. They're waiting for you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. All right, John Francis has some very interesting things on his site. Oh, wow. Look at that. A new Ruger, 357 stainless, five shot stainless. That will not last long. Beautiful. Really, wow. He also, what's this other thing he's just getting? A new Arrow Precision. Except factory Glock-style mags. Boy, I really like that new Ruger, though. Let me see if I can reach him. Might be on the line with someone. Here we go. Wow, look at that. New Ruger SP-101, 357. What a beautiful firearm that is. Folks, 151 on this Friday. I'm trying to reach our friend John Francis competition. Folks, there he is on the line right now. John Francis, that new Ruger that you have on your Facebook page is beautiful. Thank you. Wow. What can you tell us about it?
8: Uh, so, yeah, that's a uh, that's a model uh, SP-101. That's a three fifty-seven mag revolver. Wow. Wow. Um, so that's a it's the, the smaller uh, concealed carry style, but you could also use it for home defense. Oh. Um, I don't have it yet. I just got the allocation today, but uh, beginning of next week, I got my hands on a uh, Taurus Model sixty six uh, in blue finish uh, with a four inch barrel. That's that's a three fifty seven as well. So I'll be posting that. Um, I've got uh, yeah, I got the Timbers. I still, I've got Springfield Armory. I tons of tons of options right now. Mm-hmm.
1: John Francis, that ruby that will not last long.
8: No, it probably won't. This is the first one of those I've seen in probably a year and a half.
1: Wow, folks, we're speaking with John Francis, competition shooting supplies, four thirty-five Benefit Street in Pawtucket. Now, John Francis, how are you doing on ammo?
8: Ammo, we got plenty of ammo, and uh, the distributors are getting. Uh, resupplied at a pretty rapid rate. So as far as like basic calibers, like nine, three eighty 40, 45, uh, 38 special, uh, I've, I've got it in stock and I have the ability to get more whenever I need to right now.
1: Mm. John Francis, governor McKee, he had a, uh, big, uh, ceremony the other day. He wants to restrict, you know, wants to restrict weapons. Um, people need well, to be luck with that yeah people <laughs> people need to pay attention and the t2a community there is a a real strong contrast between the uh, the people that are running in these elections right now
8: oh absolutely and you know uh, unfortunately you know uh it, it seems that a lot of folks in the 2 a community have you know just because of the way politics have been in Rhode Island feel that they're, no matter what, their vote doesn't count. Mm. Well, it's not going to count unless you get out there and actually place one.
3: Yes. Yeah. So,
8: I mean, it's estimated there's at least somewhere, there's at least 50,000 plus gun owners in the state of Rhode Island. Mm. If you, if you, all you folks that are listening out there, if all you gun owners get out there and vote, and you vote for Ashley Kalis, it's going to make a difference.
1: Yeah, and it certainly makes a difference in the local elections. The people running for the state
5: house.
8: Oh, absolutely. We've yep. had, uh, and I think I've said this before. We we've never had so many pro gun and pro two A or pro Constitution people running uh, for for here in the state, and they you know they need help. They need help you know uh, you know walking you know doing you know walking knocking on doors and handing out campaign flyers and mailings uh, but if you can't help physically help out with the candidate donate some money to him. that's exactly every right little bit helps.
1: the John Francis had competition shooting supplies uh, folks John Francis what are your hours for the rest of part of today and tomorrow
8: so today uh, we heal six o'clock and tomorrow nine to four
1: you are the defender of the faith keep up the good work and we'll talk to you again Thanks, John. All right, folks, there it is. John Francis Competition Shooting Supplies, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. It's 154. You're listening to The John DiPietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Visit the website, dipietro.com. We have original video. We have original audio. We have original stories. This portion of our program is brought to you by Propane Plus. If propane Plus Heating and Cooling. In Rhode Island, call them 401-885-4209. In Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. Propane Plus, three generations. They're available 24-7 for service and delivery. You can depend on Propane Plus for heating and cooling and remember they also have a very user-friendly website log on at propaneplus.com heating and cooling you type in your zip code residential or commercial always there for you folks you can depend on propane plus now um nationally so folks this this was a big week you know ashley kalis bit by bet getting out there definitely challenging governor mckee this is now. So you have next week. Early voting does start next Wednesday. But let's just look at the calendar. You have the week of the 17th. That's a full week. But there's no debates. You have the week of the 24th. That's a full week. No debates. Then you have the week. Halloween is on a Monday. October 31st. The final debate is that Thursday. Thursday night. November 3rd. And then you have the weekend. And then election day is November 8th. So if you're the Kalis campaign, you do have one, two, three. You have four Saturdays left. Four Saturday and Sundays left to make your argument. And then Monday, November 7th, and then election day the 8th. And then we will know the winner on the 9th. So she, you know, if you're the Kalis campaign, I think you got to feel good. Had a pretty good week, got some attention, got out there. It is too bad they're not having another debate before that, but they have three three solid weeks, three full weeks before the election. And then four Saturdays and four weekends, counting this weekend. And she really needs to try to close the gap. And as I said, I believe in that first district. Folks, right now it's one fifty-seven. Good afternoon. You're listening to the John DiPietro Show. Let's see if we can reach our uh, friend Maria. It's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Vitamins, herbal remedies, trusted cup. Comp- Folks, joining us on the line right now, she is the Queen of Health at It's My Health 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. It's our friend Marie. Good afternoon, Marie.
5: Good afternoon, John.
1: Marie, such an enjoyable time of year. People are going to be out today and tomorrow. I think they're very open to some of the new types of teas and herbs and products that you offer at It's My Health.
5: Yeah, we can still make tea into iced tea and on those chillier nights, you know, having some hot tea can be really nice.
1: You know, Marie, it's interesting um, how much medical evidence, they really encourage people for health reasons to have green tea and have different types of tea. People need to realize that there's real nutritional benefits in tea. Oh,
5: tea has been used for... Thousands of years to, for health benefits. One of the reasons too is people don't get enough water. So tea is good just because it's going to give you some, you know, some water. But then you get the benefit of you know extracting all of that goodness out of those herbs.
1: Folks, it's Marie. At it's my health. Ten ninety nine, Mender Roderick Cumberland. Marie, what's also a new product or a product that if someone came in today? And you wanted to recommend, what's something that you might recommend for someone, either a brand new product or, I mean, I say new product, I just mean maybe something that you're getting good feedback on.
5: One that we have is is a product called Gabitrol, so really good for anxiety, for stress, uh, there's, you know, plenty of that to go around. But taking that just really calms you down, really helps you to relax. There's people who take it regularly and people who who take it just, you know, occasionally when they have that really rough day or there's a lot going on and they just need to take a deep breath and be able to, to calm down and they, their mind just won't stop. And that works really, really well.
1: Marie, what are your hours for today and tomorrow? <laughs>
5: Today, till, I'll be here until 5.30, and tomorrow from 9 to
1: 4. You're the queen of health. Keep up the good work.
5: Thanks, John. Have a good weekend.
1: Folks, it's John DiPietro. We're out of time. Enjoy your Friday. See you. WNRI,
0: socket.